who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? I'm coming at you with a value bomb laden masterclass the three steps to a highly successful luxury business. Creating money and meaning when your offering is more of a want than a need. And to break this down, I am bringing Jen Obermeyer on the show. She's a business coach, professional organizer, is working in the luxury home market turn to. As a creator of the Inspired Organizer program, she's helped thousands of businesswomen land bigger and better clients in less time. So we'll be talking about how to find a niche right for disruption, identifying your dream customer, the importance of providing hands-on customer service, and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Growing your e-commerce business starts with creating amazing customer experiences. To learn how Clavio can help you build high-value customer relationships and make more money for your business, visit klaviyo.com slash fire. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash fire. Looking for a place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart? That place is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Jen, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, Fire Nation. I am really excited to be here. Okay, so we are going to talk a lot about being organized today. But what most people don't know about me is that I'm actually not naturally organized. Mm. (laughs) And that might be kind of surprising. It's kind of my dirty secret that my husband um, keeps threatening to expose. So I decided to just go ahead and out myself today. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I'm one of those people that had to teach myself how to be organized because I am an abstract thinker. So my processes for everything are typically very scattered. Um, But doing that daily organization reset across my life um, just kind of calms my intensity and my anxiety and helps me focus. I'm pretty fired up about today's episode, Fire Nation, because we're going to be talking about something that I think is important because you hear out there all the time find the biggest pain point if it's not something that people absolutely need every day like toothpaste and shampoo or something you can't win at life or a business or entrepreneurship and Jen you're gonna be talking about like how to create both financial success and meaning in your life when your offering is more luxury like it's more of a want than a need so Fire Nation this is a really cool uh, twist because one thing that I love is waking up in the morning and being fired up about what you're doing in life, actually being passionate, curious, excited. And sometimes it's not exciting to just sell toothpaste because it's such a big (laughs) need for everybody. Sometimes maybe you have a luxury passion that other people do too. And Jen, we're going to talk about that and so much more. So let's start off with talking about finding a niche that is ripe for disruption. Let's get down there. These days, and you probably have heard a lot about this, John, through all of your interviews, it kind of seems like every niche that appears to be ripe for disruption is having something to do with taking the business online. 
I know that everyone, you know, is kind of interested in figuring out that next big Uber or, you know, the way to make a million dollars online. Like you said, finding that huge pain point. The Uber of toothpaste. Yes, I know. (laughs) So, and even many service um, industries are, you know, figuring out ways to move online. Like there are online interior, interior decorating services now, or even people doing piano lessons. So... You can't overlook the fact, however, in this even in this internet-centric world that we live in, that there are still businesses that serve customers that are craving that in-person, hands-on service. So what we're talking about here is sort of upgrading the offer within a service business as opposed to completely changing the way the service is performed by taking it online. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense to me. So I want to um, use my my experience as an example throughout this, but you know, no matter what industry you're in, there are ways to look for that opportunity to upgrade a service to a luxury experience. So in-home organizing, which I do have experience with, is one such service like that. And I want to talk a little bit about why this niche was definitely ready for a new era. So traditionally, professional organizers served like clients who were had a hoarding issue. I mean, you've seen that on TV. <laughs> or they were the people who were coaching people on improving organization skills. So there was almost a sense that if you worked with a with a pro organizer that there must be something kind of wrong with you. And also there was an idea that if you worked in the organizing industry, that you were basically a housekeeper, which is just not accurate. So what I discovered as a professional organizer is that there was just as much interest in utilizing these services like for that busy professional executive level, but it was rare that organizers were marketing themselves directly to those high-end clientele that wanted the luxury of having organizing done for them. So there are two things that, you know, within the organizing industry that because I noticed um, this discrepancy that I did in order to stand out to kind of create a new business model, um, I looked for the crossover between the, the type of clients that were already being served by like a luxury interior design firm and um, packaged and marketed my services more like the interior designer would than like by the hour like a housekeeper would. And then the second thing that I did to stand out for those high-end clientele is that I was noticing that the mismatch of how um, the traditional professional organizers were were talking to their clients versus how um, an interior designer would talk to their clients on their websites. So um, there was a mismatch between what a, how a luxury uh, high-end client would really think and operate and make a decision uh, about investing with a service like that. So I basically kind of reimagined the, the typical marketing that an organizer was doing and just went straight to speaking to that client um, that was that executive level high-end like luxury. Uh, they had the desire for it. So the result of this was uh, a much more profitable business model that was really unique in the industry, but it is now becoming more widespread and understood thanks to my students. Um, and then you have that Marie Kondo effect that is huge right now. Um, I don't know if a lot of your listeners have watched yet on Netflix, the the tidying up with Marie Kondo is super popular. Um, and people are wanting to 
you know, take their entire homes and lives and kind of curate them in order to spark joy. Um, so they are turning to professional organizers um, and a lot of my students because I've taught them how to create that brand experience that speaks to the dream lifestyle as opposed to treating the customer like they're broken. So before we move on, what's like another niche in specifically the luxury space that you've seen or heard of in the last few months that you think is really cool? I mean, I like that we just talked all about the area that you're focused on and what you're doing, but you know, luxury is a massive space. There's so many cool things that are going on in that area. What's another example you think is really neat? I've seen a lot of interesting things now with um, wardrobe stylists, like people who will come into your home and consult on not just for um, the professional wardrobe, um, like you would think of how stylists have been utilized to help create, you know, help help men and women dress more professionally in the past. Now they're kind of coming in and and helping people find their unique style and um, helping, you know, incorporate a total experience by helping them shop. Um, and not leaving them all on their own to figure it out. So I think that's a really um, exciting and interesting industry as well. Now, what would your response be to maybe some critics that would be out there and say, okay, hey, it's all good and well in a good economy. We've had a bull market for 10 years to niche down into a luxury space. But you know, as soon as the recession comes, it'll be the first thing to go. Like, What is your thoughts? What is your response to that? That's an interesting, interesting thing to think about. I think that um, what people are realizing more and more is that the value of their time is something that cannot be replaced. And I'm definitely going to touch on that more in the class um, about, you know, now that people are used to um, the idea of people who can specialize in a certain area and come and fulfill that need much faster and much more specifically um, customized to them than they would be able to do on their own, that it's unlikely that, you know, those those luxury like uh, targeted services are going to go away completely. And something I'll add to that, Fire Nation, is think about the type of people who in the first place are going to be investing in luxury type services. It's probably going to be the people that are in the upper class, that are in the the top, you know, four, five, three, two, one percentile. And when a recession comes, guess what? They are still actually going to have disposable money because they're in that upper bracket. So they could be kind of cushioned from that of having to make any quick changes. It's not like all of a sudden their extra $400 per month that they had in a good in a good economy is now poof and gone. That's just not the reality for a lot of that upper class situation. So let's talk about identifying your dream customer. How does one even start doing that? All right. So first things first, exactly like you just said, I don't hold back on teaching this, I teach my students to sell straight to the people who do have money and to work backwards from there. So understanding that um, that level of client, it doesn't necessarily take you being a part of that upper class, but being able to think about um, their pain points and how your service specifically meets their needs from their points of view. So, uh, so secondly, after, you know, kind of getting your target, your general target market figured out correctly first, I secondly want them um, to focus on areas that they are great at and love doing as opposed to trying to be 
great with every type of project or every client. So in terms of finding or identifying your dream customer, when the service is considered a luxury, exactly like you just said, you have to consider who it is out there who has a vested interest or still has a vested interest, even if the economy goes into a downturn, in having the results that you're able to get for them. So if you wanted, for example, as an organizer to niche down into organizing just closets, for example, ask yourself who out there cares about having that magazine worthy closet, but cannot or does not want to do it themselves. So I think it's really important to brainstorm all of the potential obstacles that this customer is experiencing and like I said a moment ago, thinking about it from their point of view and getting out of your own comfort zone. So there are four main areas that I kind of think that these obstacles fall into. So I think these obstacles can be physical, they can be emotional, they can be mental or even spiritual. So I'm going to give some examples of these. There are lots of potential reasons why even a motivated client is delaying action. So every one of these excuses is a potential for a need within a bigger industry. Um, So for example, some organizers specialize in working with seniors who are downsizing. So they need the physical help for sure, but going through a home with like 40, 40 or 45 years of accumulated belongings is kind of a niche emotional service that goes along with that. Um, and before I move on to the next example, going back to what you just said about the economy downturning, I think you also have to keep in mind too, the changing demographics um, in the U.S. particularly um, are of really big interest to me and um, should be maybe a consideration with the luxury uh, luxury services um, over the next 10 or 20 or 30 years. For example, you know, with the, the baby boomer population reaching retirement age, did you know that in 10 years, um, 20% of all Americans are going to be retirement age or over? Whoa. I mean, it's, it's amazing to think about what's going to change with all of that. So let's kind of go through these, Jen, as you're talking about this. You know, you said the physical, the emotional, the Mm -hmm. spiritual. What was the fourth one? Mental. Mental. So physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. Yep, keep going. We tend, you know, especially when we have a new idea, we tend to kind of think on a level, one of those four levels that we're most familiar with and we identify with. For example, when we are a busy parent, all we're ever thinking about is a lack of time. So I... I teach my students, though, on the other hand, to look for customers that are willing to pay for a luxury service, uh, just as an example, following the death of a spouse, because it's not just a physical, um, you know, organizing project, it's an emotional one. So it's not just, it's not about the lack of time for that person. It's, you know, something that they need to see and hear differently in your message, in order to connect with you and feel comfortable having you inside their home. So you have to understand that they're not in a rush like you are. So as we're talking about the importance of providing hands-on customer service, there are um, you know, further, further examples we can get into of each one of those levels. And I do want to dive deeper into that because in a day and an age where we want to automate and we want to systemize mm-hmm. everything, there's just this huge need and this huge opportunity, Jen, to actually provide valuable hands-on customer service. Talk about that. 
everyone seems to be trying to automate and outsource everything. Um, that seems to be the biggest trend um, for all business owners that I have seen and worked with. Yeah, I'm not actually interviewing you right now, yeah. by the way. What's happening is I have <laughs> virtual assistants have gone back to my old interviews and they've just spliced in words they know I should be asking you right now. It's crazy. Well, I have to say that's brilliant. <laughs> that's your billion dollar idea right there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Take it away. Keep going. So, so I, I want to say to everyone out there, try looking around your industry. And as opposed to thinking about ways to outsource more, ask what the luxury version of that service would look like versus always asking what is the virtual or what is the, you know, how can we make an app out of this? Like not everything is like that, right? So as I mentioned, in a luxury service industry like professional organizing, there are at least four levels of change going on. So I think that this means there are lots of hidden opportunities for creating an amazing level of service that you can charge a lot more for. So let's go back to that physical level. So that seems to be the most obvious one that comes to mind with something like organizing. So what opportunities do you have as a professional organizer, for example, to physically handle the stuff? Um, and how are you specifically suited to specialize in a niche like serving senior citizens or in a, in a very physical niche like organizing garages better than anyone else? Um, it's really interesting because you can use your fitness strengths here to stand out from from other competitors. Um, and it's a really interesting way too to uh, have a have a lifestyle business that is really totally like fu fully integrating um, mind, body, and and your people skills. So talking about the emotional aspect, so that's the next part. No one um, no one wants to be treated like all of their stuff is junk and that we should just get rid of it as fast as possible. So ask yourself, how will you be that person that embodies empathy and allows the person to tell their story of what their stuff means to them? I mean, in terms of the importance of, you know, providing a, just not a, not only a hands-on customer service, but truly a, um, you know, a human being to another human being level of service. It's so rare now to be asked about meaning and story and for someone to truly listen to the answer. And that's a really big part of, um, you know, what people who are willing to invest in having, you know, in-home help are looking for, you know, companionship. So the next level is mental. So mental change is um, is is pretty obvious when you're thinking about um, organizing and decluttering a house. It takes a little bit of coaching, right? Oh, it's yeah. easier said than done. <laughs> um, anyone who's ever tried a 30 day, you know, minimalism challenge knows it's it's you know it's a mental challenge. Um, so every organizer is a little bit of a coach, and some of them are great at being that. That, you know, accountability partner for clients who want to get serious about changing their mindset around accumulating more stuff. I mean, when you have a habit lifelong of shopping and buying for people and accumulating gifts in your house, I mean, it really takes a big shift when those clients reach the age where they need to really start downsizing. It's um, it, so the mental, the mental side of it really comes in much more. So talking about mindset and building up um, your client's mental power, that can be a very attractive part of your client service, especially if you have any other type of coaching experience in your past. And that can be incorporated into other luxury services as well. 
And then the last level, spiritual. So this is an interesting one. Um, really popular right now, like I said, the KonMari method. Marie Kondo is a, a great example of someone who has weaved in her spiritual beliefs into the KonMari organizing method. Um, if if people are uh, familiar with in pop culture, you know, she says thank you to items before letting them go because that's part of her spiritual beliefs. So when you brand your business as a luxury service, I think that you can really go deep with the spiritual aspect of change and you can speak to your client on a whole nother level than the like 1-800 junk removal guys, right? So when you really explore all four of these levels and decide how you will approach change with your clients, then this creates the opportunity for the business owner to really hone in on a very specific method or approach so that price really becomes less of an issue. When your clients really, you know, they hear about how unique and different your your service is and they're experiencing that, that in-person interaction that a lot of them are really craving these days, um, it becomes very special and you can charge more for it. So I believe that the next Marie Kondo will have a very particular method that takes all four of those levels into account. It'll be physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Um, And on top of that, people love having a method to follow when it's a big project like um, organizing an entire home. So true. And Fire Nation, I'm glad that you have this model, these four steps, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the mental, to mentally go through what you are thinking when it comes to potentially your luxury business. So we have some more value bombs being dropped by Jim when we get back from thanking our sponsor. These days, there are so many tech improvements that make our lives easier. Let's take hiring, for example. Hiring used to be hard, posting to multiple job sites, combing through stacks of resumes, but today, hiring can be easy with ZipRecruiter. No one knows this better than Talia Goldstein of 3-Day Rule, an online matchmaking service. 3-Day Rule was rapidly expanding and hiring, which, especially for a specialized role like matchmaker, was challenging. There are a few ways ZipRecruiter helped. One, they send jobs over one 100 of the web's leading job boards. Two, their centralized candidate dashboard made it easy to receive and review candidates, and their pre-screening questions allowed them to hone in on qualified candidates quickly. By using Zip Recruiter, three-day rule was able to increase her staff by 30%. Talia says, we just launched our 10th city. We have 15 cities to go. I know Zip Recruiter is going to be there to help me find the best matchmakers across the country. And right now, you too can try Zip Recruiter for free at Zip Recruiter com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Measuring marketing ROI isn't always easy, but it's necessary to succeed. Clavio is engineered to help you grow your business no matter how small or large you are. Clavio pulls in data from your e-commerce platform, point-of-sale software, and other marketing tools so that you can deliver amazing email, social media, and website experiences. And when we say amazing, we mean money-making. With data at your fingertips, you can unlock endless segmentation possibilities, gaining the missing piece of the marketing ROI puzzle. Unlike other platforms, 
platforms, Klaviyo helps you measure what matters, revenue. Automate up to 50% of your sales with email flows for welcome series, abandoned shopping carts, post-purchase follow-ups, and countless other revenue-driving experiences. Klaviyo customers grow 29% faster on average after making the switch. That's why over 13,000 innovative brands like Brooklinen, Bonobos, and Chubbies power their marketing through Klaviyo. To learn more about how Klaviyo can help you grow your business faster and to sign up for a free account today, visit klaviyo.com slash fire. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash fire. So Jen, we're back and scaling too soon can absolutely kill a business. Scaling too late can absolutely kill a business. How can we know when the right time to scale is? All right. So let me approach this from kind of day one of uh, of starting a new entrepreneurial venture. It's typically always you and you alone wearing all the hats. So um, this is an exciting opportunity for someone who wants to go into like an organizing business, for example, because not everybody wants to scale a business. And there are opportunities for people to kind of set up a lifestyle business where they're the ones who are, you know, doing their own marketing and they're, you know, working part time and they have clients that they love and they're get very fulfilled by what they're doing. And that's as big as they want to go. So I just want to validate anyone out there who kind of questions whether, you know, scaling bigger and bigger and growing a big team is exactly, you know, the direction that they want to go. But I do also want to say that I've seen this over and over again. Once you become that master of delivering, you know, creating this delicious, like life changing service, it's very, you know, it's very luxury. People are very attracted to that. They really want you and only you to be the one to um, fulfill that need for them. Once you become the master of that, everyone kind of figures that they're stuck because they're the only one who knows how to do what they do. Um, so just because your business is based on, you know, you being the in-home service provider does not mean that you can't scale. So I want to speak to two ways that I can see scaling when you really have that niche down uh, luxury service business like we're talking about. Um, I think there's two potential ways to scale it. So I'll go through both of these. Um, the first one, and we talked about this at the very beginning, you can take it online. Now, it doesn't have to be about creating a, you know, an, an organizing product or, uh, or something that has to be a life-changing um, thing that is now being sold in Target. Um, it, can, it can be taking it online with a, uh, a, like a mini course about what you do or one-on-one coaching. So as an example, you could create an at-home, like do-it-yourself course uh, version of what you do. And that can be a great way to reach a bigger audience. And you wouldn't have to compromise your particular method at all. You're just, you know, you're putting your yourself out there online so that people can connect with you that way. Um, and then once, you know, once you're putting yourself online, you can create the opportunity for people to work with you one-on-one virtually through Skype or FaceTime so that location is not an issue. And in the organizing world, people do offer this. It's called virtual organizing. So, um, you know, that helps the type of client who wants, they want that one-on-one connection with you, but they have enough of the motivation and physical ability to um, execute on the plan (laughs) on their own. Um, But they like having that accountability and they like having the coaching aspect of it and to help make decisions. 
So the second opportunity um, is is building a team. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. And I want to point out that even though at this point early in your business, you do feel like you're the only one who you're the only one who you could possibly trust to serve your clientele as well as you do, that there still does exist at some level a method that you could nail down on paper um, in order to create a process for every little thing you do in your business throughout the lifetime of the client from how you market, how you do social media, how you do client intake, um, how you deliver your service and how you take care of your clients um, long after you've completed their project, but you know, how you do your follow-up and everything. Um, So once you have figured out uh, your standard operating procedures, that is the way that you can little by little (laughs) begin to let go of control of having to be the one to do everything. And you can duplicate yourself and your unique method. Um, So once you've figured out Um, your processes, you can test out how well you can possibly replace yourself with employees and taking on more local business. But then eventually, if you really, you know, if you really like that direction, um, you can get into franchising and or licensing your brand. There's a company out there right now called The Neat Method um, that is an organizing business franchise. Or you can do go the route like Marie Kondo is doing right now, where she's a celebrity organizer. She obviously can't serve everyone, but she now runs a certification program so that people can get certified in the KonMari method and then still operate an independent business. So if you eventually have developed your own method and want to scale that way, it doesn't only have to be internal to your company. You can um, franchise, license it, or certify other organizers as well. So we, you could take all, all of those um, examples that I just gave with organizers and apply that to any other type of luxury business. So I love your phrase for a luxury service. You said delicious, life-changing yeah. service. I mean, <laughs> Fire Nation, don't you want to create a delicious, life-changing service? Now, let me ask you this. How can we, Jen, position our delicious life-changing service, which might be a want, as an actual customer need? Yes. So it is absolutely a luxury to to have so much stuff. That I just have too could, much stuff. I have yeah, too I know. much stuff. It's a luxury stuff. <laughs> that you could even consider um, having someone come into your home to help you organize it all. So this is something I've spent a ton of time thinking about. Your your biggest enemy as that luxury service provider isn't them going to one of your competitors. It's the very viable option of just doing nothing. So my answer to this question is, as you're positioning your offer, there are three things that I think that get people's attention the best. Um, even with clients who don't necessarily have money issues, but they just tend to be slow to finally pull the trigger on moving forward and getting their project done. So first of all, this is the big one to me, drilling down in your messaging into people's lack of time um, and, and not just their lack of time today, but, you know, in the general sense of their life, like is ticking away. <laughs> I think that's what snaps people's attention up straight the quickest. Um, whatever problem it is that your business solves, you absolutely must highlight the amount of time that they will waste figuring, at, figuring it out on their own or doing nothing. 
Um, it doesn't matter what your service really <laughs> costs, as long as it's less than the impact of what wasted time and money on doing nothing or doing it themselves or, you know, cheaping out and going with another solution means to them and their life. So the second thing that I think gets people's attention the best is connecting a lack of action. Remember, I said it's very viable sometimes to just not not do anything. Connecting a lack of action on your potential client's part to how it might be impacting their children is the second biggest attention getter. Maybe that's even first. I'm not sure. Because I think people will tolerate living in chaos for a long, long time on their own. But once you've spoken to the pain point of, you know, how is this impacting your kids every day? And are you passing on your bad habits to the next generation? I mean, that's when people, they really start to listen to that. I think, um, Women especially will skip like little luxuries for themselves, but they won't skimp out on something that they can see clearly um, has been painted as being critical to their child's future success. I mean, sometimes it has to be thrown in people's face. Like I look back to yeah. that commercial back when it was like the 80s, maybe early 90s. It was an egg over a frying yeah. pan. <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. I'm like, oh my God, my brain on drugs looks crazy. I can't do that. And sometimes you have to just throw this kind of stuff in people's face. Absolutely. That ties in perfectly with my third thing. Ooh. Mental health is becoming more of a priority, I think, in the mainstream now. So speaking directly to how anything you offer relieves stress. You know, is your luxury service something that will provide a lasting peace of mind? I mean, if so, you've got to use that in your marketing because people are understanding more that brain health and heart health is worth pursuing, like in their daily life, not a one-time vacation. Uh, it's worth pursuing through stress-relieving services. So they say you can't put a price of a price on <laughs> peace of mind, and I think ab- absolutely you should use that to your advantage. So, Fire Nation, lack of time, and what is that lack of time? Um, it's until you die. You have a limited time before you die. It's, <laughs> it's a reality. So, do you really want to waste that limited time you have left on this earth trying to figure something out that you're probably going to figure out wrong anyways? No, let's bring in the professionals. Let's do it right the first time, and then let's go lie on the beach like we all want to do. And then number two, <laughs> connect how a lack of action might impact their children, huge. And then number three, connect how a lack of action might impact their mental health, huge. And this all kind of ties in to this next point, Jen, which is the science behind selling luxury. There is a science, so break it down. There is. So when you when you really want to get into the science, um, the first thing that I recommend, there's a book that I highly recommend called The Luxury Strategy, and it's by Vincent Bastian. Um, and I really recommend it for any luxury business owner to consider how to make their offers more desirable by doing some counterintuitive things, right? Like when you didn't grow up in a... <laughs> you know, high end, like well to do home, some of these things don't come don't come naturally um, in terms of, you know, brainstorming your business ideas. So, so it, they talk about the 24 anti laws of marketing mm. in this book. 
And it's really interesting. Some of those, some of those anti laws of marketing talk about pricing higher, you know, go, don't, don't price competitively, um, do less selling on purpose. So it's really, you know, when you're talking about the science, it's, you, you can't skip out on that education because it's not something that's going to be very obvious to you. Um, and one of the points that they make too in the book that really stuck with me is that the luxury strategy is often the best business model to make services profitable at the launch phase. And I know how important that is to small businesses everywhere when they're getting started. So, but narrowing your pool of clients that much feels counterintuitive, right? And scary. And your friends and family are going to say, what the hell are you doing? So I want to tell a quick story about one of my students to kind of paint this picture. She is, she is a professional organizer, but she also specializes in home styling. So in December, she had a realtor call her um, on a referral. They had never met in person before. And she asked the organizer, my student, to come to her house uh, while they were away on vacation out of town for the weekend, pull out all of her holiday decor from the attic and do all of the holiday decorating for her sight unseen. So can you picture this? The, the client, the realtor <laughs> trusted this organizer with the keys to her house and to just make every decision about how to decorate without her there at all. So my girl, the organizer went in, she nailed the project. She enjoyed it so much because uh, she really just, she got, she was trusted to do her thing. She's working in this beautiful home. She left a bottle of champagne in the kitchen for when the client returned. And the client was just thrilled with how it all turned out. And then of course was referring her even further to, uh, to her friends and in her network of people that she knows. And she said, you know, you're also packing this all up too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's what we want. Right. We want to return and, and do more. So it's interesting because this sounds also like old, old school in a sense now, like she, she called her on the phone on a referral that she didn't go to her website. She didn't do any of that stuff. I mean, she, she paid the invoice obviously online, but apart from that, it was just good old fashioned, like, you know, somebody who knows somebody type of marketing and that, you know, because that organizer has worked her way into that, you know, level of clientele and that, um, and that circle of people. Now she just sort of enjoys the fact that, you know, she's providing this great service and then the word kind of spreads itself, you know, and the price for the service just in this example, was never an issue because the client was looking for someone that she could 100% trust in her home and trust uh, her decorating style to create that result that she was looking for. And I have to say, this is not quite part of maybe the science behind selling luxury, but I can't go without saying that the thing that I know is different about this particular organizer that is different from most is that she has a 100% belief that there are clients out there like this. So the way she prices her services and the way she markets herself on her website and on her social media, she speaks directly to them and to nobody else. So her experience then in her organizing business has been nothing but working in luxury homes. 
So the point I want to make is, is when you don't believe like that rich people even really exist um, or that anyone will pay you over X amount, you know, you don't put out like that vibe that wealthy clientele will trust once they meet you because you kind of are acting as if um, they're not even real anyway. So we may be going a little into the like the woo woo side of things here, but truly I believe that your own mindset about wealthy clientele is like that first non-negotiable before you dive into the 24 anti-laws of marketing and the luxury strategy. You know, when you don't have your mindset straight, none of those tactics are really going to work because you don't have, um, you don't have a sense that these are real, real actual people that you're going to be reaching um, through those methods. So Jen, you'll love this quote and I can't take credit for it. It's all Seth Godin, but the quote is, the problem with the race to the bottom is you just might win. And Fire Nation, if you think about that, like so many people are like, I'm just going to undercut this person, undercut that person. And, you know, it's $9.99. No, it's $8.99. And there's a problem with that. You're racing to the bottom and you just might win. The quality of your clients, your profit margins go to zero, all these things. Is that really the business and the life that you want to run? Or do you want to be in control of a luxury business where people are just handing you the keys, writing mm-hmm. checks, and you're dealing with <laughs> great people for you know giving them great experiences in the areas that you can absolutely dominate. So Jem, give us a final thought, a final call to action as well, and then we'll say goodbye. My final thought I have an ask for Fire Nation is please tell your super organized friend because everyone has one. Please tell your super organized friend that would do it just for fun anyway um, and, and has no clue that professional organizing is even a thing because that's the most you know common question that I get back is like, wow, you can get paid for that? Oh, yes. Please tell your super organized friend that she could be making bank with this even as a side hustle. You don't have to get certified or anything just to get started. So lastly, for Fire Nation, I just want to share, I'm on Instagram. Very simple. I like to make things simple. I'm on the Instagram at Pro Organizer Studio. All you need to do is slide into my DMs. I want to have a conversation with you. So shoot me a fire emoji and I will send you my guide on how you can start a professional home organizing business in like less than a week. No kidding. I can teach you how to skip all of those issues with pricing yourself too low and racing to the bottom like so. Seth Godin says, and working with those difficult clients and go straight to the top and be popping champagne in as little time as possible. It's honestly a fantastic and very interesting business to be in. And I would love to show you the way. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with J-O and J-L-D today. So keep up (laughs) the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Jen in the search bar. The show notes page will pop up with everything that we talked about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. And of course, your call to action, Fire Nation, Instagram, Pro Organizer Studio. Check her out. DM her. Just a fire emoji. You can write more if you want to. Absolutely. DM her a fire (laughs) emoji in the least. Maybe say, hey, I love the interview. And then she's going to get back to you with a killer gift that she just went through. And uh, Fire Nation, 
make it happen. So Jen, thank you for sharing your truth, your genius, your value bombs with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Jen. And if you're ready to master, and I mean master, productivity, discipline, and focus, three of my greatest strengths, well, you can do it in 100 days by visiting themasteryjournal.com, themasteryjournal.com, and you'll have the exact system you need to ignite. Visit that URL, use promo code podcast for a nice little discount, and thank you for listening to my podcast. So I will catch you there, Fire Nation or I'll catch you on the flip side. Growing your e-commerce business starts with creating amazing customer experiences. To learn how Klaviyo can help you build high-value customer relationships and make more money for your business, visit klaviyo.com slash fire. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash fire.